Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Closed on Sunday podcast. Today, we get to hear from Pastor Nate Edmondson as we talk about life transitions. Check it out. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Closed on Sunday podcast. We may be closed on Sundays, but ministry is not canceled. It's not canceled at all. Uh, I've got my friend here, Josh. What's up? I'm your host, other host, Jordan. And we've also got Nathan Abbott here. Hey, everybody. Nathan's hair is long, for those of you who have not seen him. And he, he has a mustache. He it's has beautiful. a mustache and a little little goatee kind of thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> and he's not the only one we have here. Who else do we have, Josh? We also have Pastor Nate Edmondson. Woo! Yeah, Nate. Welcome back. back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we are very glad to have you on the podcast today, Nate. You are a, a good old friend. We go back a little ways because uh, you worked at Highlands before. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be with you. Yes. Thank you. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got, uh, we're going to be talking about some water a little later and um, what it looks like to go through transitions. Um, so we've got some awesome things planned. Yeah. So Nate, tell us a little bit about kind of um, what you've done in the past. Some of the students may need to just get caught up on some of that and then what you're doing now and what you're heading into. Yeah. So um, I graduated college in 2012 and since then I I've had a number of roles at different churches. Um, I was in youth ministry for five years, and two of those years were at Highlands, working with high school students. Was that was an awesome time. Um, currently, I'm in St. Louis, and I'm the pastor at a church here. Um, and I am moving back to Highlands um, at the end of July to be the campus and teaching pastor and get to know the people at Kent. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's very exciting. We're also very excited about that. Some students might be hearing that for the first time on this podcast that you're coming back. And I'm imagining there are a lot of people who are very excited because um, you were well-loved here as a student ministries pastor. And I think you're going to be well-loved as the Kent pastor. Amen. So it's going to well, be... Thank a, you. Yeah. A very good time. The feeling is mutual. So. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, we need to talk about something that'll just help some of the people who don't know you um, get to know you a little bit. Um, so, Nate, tell us a little bit about um, your time here at Highlands before. What were, what were some of your favorite memories from student ministries when you were working here? Oh, man. Um, let's see. I got to start with the taco truck across the street. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have a, yeah. Lot of, a lot of good memories. Walk into the taco truck. Um, camp is something that stands out to me. Um, just hanging out with people at camp, doing late night. Um, let's see. Sure. Other things. Honestly, I just loved Sunday mornings. Um, getting to talk with people. Um, just hanging out. Getting to, just hanging out, man. Yeah. So For sure. band practice. That was always fun. Yeah. Uh, hanging with the, the students who were on the worship team. So those are some off the top of my head things that were awesome. Yeah. And some of those people that were in student ministries when you were here are now college students or even graduating college. And uh, I think they'll be excited. Maybe they'll be coming to the Kent now. Highlands Kent. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> awesome. I'd love to see them. Very cool. Well, um, we... We know it's uh, getting into summer here. Um, you're going to be coming back to Highlands uh, sometime uh, in the summer here, and it's going to be very hot here in the Northwest. Um, mm -hmm. How hot is it in Missouri right now? Well, today is a cooler day, and it's like 84 or something oh like that. But, <laughs> but it feels awesome. Like, is it, literally, is it, I wore pants today for the first time in like weeks. Is it humid? Because it was so, so much cooler. Uh, yeah, it is Humid. I think, I think it's been like in the 40 and 50%. So that's not actually too bad. Um, but it's not uncommon for it to be like 90% humidity. Yeah. So humidity is the worst. I hate it. 
Yeah. It is the worst. Last night it was so hot in my house and our power went out at like 10 o'clock. Oof. And so Oof. I couldn't even turn on a fan or anything. So I was just dying and I couldn't sleep. And uh, I was realizing how much I love water yeah. and how important it is when it's hot mm. outside, just a nice cold glass of water. Uh, it makes a big difference. And so today we're going to be uh, ranking water. <laughs> nice. Uh there's all sorts of different water bottle brands out there. You might have your favorite. Um, oh, absolutely. And we're going to taste, um, how many do we have here? We have seven different uh, waters here. Um, Nate is in Missouri. He probably doesn't have the seven different waters in front of him. But you can remember uh, your fond memories or unfond memories of different uh, water brands. And uh, we'll, we'll put them in tiers, right, Josh? Yep. We have four different tiers. Uh, tier one is the best. Tier four is the worst. So, um yeah, we'll have to come to a conclusion together. Yeah, so it may be difficult. We'll see. All right. Um, so we have which ones do we have here? We have Smart Water, Kirkland, signature brand water. We have Arrowhead, Fiji, Life Water, Dasani, and the Bougie Voss. Mm. <laughs> um, do you have any that we should also be considering just off the top of your head, Nate? Do you have a, a favorite? I mean, I don't want to give away my answers here, but <laughs> Dasani is probably my favorite. Oh, no. Oh, oh really? man. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, we, we, can, we can argue about that, but um, maybe, maybe we just start off with Dasani, actually. Let's see. Let's if, do it. So you would put Dasani in a tier one, Nate. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I think so. It's a Coca-Cola product. Um, You're it's a big got Coke a nice, fan? Yes. And <laughs> it's got a nice firm bottle. I think That's the true. main That's the main true. negative to any kind of water bottle for me is like I don't like the flimsy, you know, like Nestle. Right. Oh, like I yeah. don't want to be able okay. to like, you know. Whoa! <laughs> Jordan, Jordan just squeezed a water bottle and all of it got all over us. Kirkland is a very, uh, this water bottle is not nice. You can tell they've been cutting corners on this plastic. It's cheap. You can squeeze it and the water pours out all over you. Like it just I, I have thoughts on Kirkland though. I don't, I don't want to get to it just yet though. But this Dasani is nice though. You're right yeah. about the bottle. Like you can even hear the difference. Listen to that. Yeah, that is That's thick. a thick boy. Uh, that is a thick boy. And even in the smaller ones, it is a little bit thicker. So... Because we have a real big bottle right now. Anyway, we're trying. We sample it. it here. Let's try it. It has almost like a cardboardy taste to me, <clears throat> like the aftertaste. See, my my hmm. problem with Dasani is that I feel like it's too thick. It almost is like, um, it's like little chunks of pepperoni going down my throat. <laughs> what? It's kind of oh like, my gosh! Kind of like gravy. <laughs> it's gravy. <laughs> it's not that thick. <laughs> No, oh I, my gosh. I only I only say that because <clears throat> when I was a kid, someone drank water out of a water fountain, and they said that, and then it stuck with me for the rest of my life. I don't know why. <laughs> they said it was like <laughs> they said no. They said it tastes like pepperoni. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so I have this website up here that actually goes through some of these um, these water bottles and gives tasting notes. Yeah, so read and the so, one about Dasani. Yeah, I'll read the Dasani one right here. It says it feels buoyant in your mouth which tasters didn't fully embrace. So the, the taste testers didn't fully embrace that. But they found it very clean and fruity with hints of an unchanged Brita filter. And I think that's that <laughs> chunkiness that we're tasting and the thickness in my mind. I'm not trying to... Um, Nate, I don't want to offend you in any way. Um, it's but, fine, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate's got... You've got it in a tier one. Uh, I think so. If I'm, if I'm going into a gas station... And I'm like, man, I really need a bottled water. Mm-hmm. I'm probably just going to grab the Dasani. Yeah, tried and true. Yep. You, you can find it I, anywhere. I will agree about the bottle, that it being, it's a little bit of a more it's good, it's structure. thick. I also don't want, like I think, which I don't want to, again, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but <laughs> like there are certain brands that like they have a weird spout too. Oh, I don't yeah. want to oh, like yeah. have to pull the thing up and then like suck the water out of the bottle. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be able like to, to just drink it normal, you know? Yeah. I feel and like I don't that. want like a weird cap. The Dasani is just like, yeah, I just like the shape of it. I like the classic the twist stability of it. Yeah, man. It's just very easy. I get that. Um, well, let's, should we vote on it real quick? Yeah. Is that what we're going to do? So Nate says tier one, Josh, what do you say? I, 
So I, I'm more of a tier four person, but I'm willing to meet halfway somewhere. Wow. All the way, we got all the way at the bottom. dude. Yeah. I just don't know. Wow. Dasani is just, uh, the disrespect on on all, all areas. Okay. What do you think now? Well, Nate brings up some great points about just the consistency of it and the quality of the bottle. And so I would put it at, at maybe like a, a tier two. Wow. I was actually also, you know, I I was going to say tier three. But Nate, um, you convinced me a little bit to move it to tier two, just partially because of the water and the consistency as well. Um, so we got two for tier two, we got one for tier four, <laughs> and we got one for tier one. <laughs> I'll do tier two. I'm, 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 all right, we'll I'll, let it. We'll let it slide into right, tier two. I'll put it in tier two. Um, let's go on to one of these ones that uh, Nate thinks has a weird um, top to it, yeah. which is Fiji. You know what's weird is I've never remembered Fiji having one of those like. Uh, squirt in your mouth type maybe it's just a specific bottle yeah oh Oh, no oh Oh, no it's fine jordan Jordan just dumped water all over josh's computer it's okay it's water resistant maybe all right here we go fiji oh man i taste like that tastes like fiji like you're drinking out of fiji water i actually don't like this Having now put the Dasani right next to the Fiji, the Fiji has more of a taste to it that I don't really want in my water. It has like a flowery almost Whoa. thing to it. Do you not taste that? Um, not really. It, it really does taste different. Like it's a completely different right. flavor. Honestly, going into this, I was like, water, I don't really care what water I get. They all kind of taste the same to me. But when you put them right next to each other, they do taste different. It, it kind of tastes like a really unsatisfying, like kind of drink that you'd get on an airplane, and it's really warm. <laughs> I actually saw a tweet the other day that said something like, uh, "The government tried to trick us to think that water doesn't taste like anything, when in all reality, it definitely does." And I would agree with that. It's the government. Um, so, so here's what the tasting notes. Here's the tasting notes for Fiji water. This may play a part in your voting, and I'd love to hear your take, Nate, as well. Um, it says it got. It's got the most lab-created flavor, but by a meticulous scientist from an exotic land, not one of our sloppy, disheveled American brainiacs. There's no aftertaste or lingering mouthfeel. So many minerals, I'd, it'd pair well with rocks. So if, based upon your memory of Fiji water, what would you say? Oh, man. Um, I don't What is Fiji water? Like, I, where is it? Where is Fiji? I guess that's what I'm asking. Um, it's in a beautiful place, right? It's an it island. It sounds very tropical, but I don't yeah. know if I could actually put it on a map, you know? Yeah. Isn't Fiji kind of... Um, is it Bahama area? Maybe? Yeah. Somewhere like in so Caribbean. those types of islands. Maybe. I could, I could be 100% wrong. I'm not sure it's totally considered um, Caribbean, but... Um, I'm looking it up. Says how much? Here's my other question: How much did the Fiji water cost? Probably like yeah. Did you keep the receipt? Do we sell? Oh wait, two two sixty or something? Yeah, that sounds right. I I have the receipt right here. Definitely less than the Dasani, I think. Oh, uh, Fiji is South Pacific. That's where there's no way the Fiji was less expensive than the Dasani. No, I'm sorry. You're right. I didn't mean that. I meant uh, more expensive than the, the Dasani. The Dasani is less expensive than Fiji, for sure. All right. So I've got Nabbit saying it tastes like flowers and <laughs> uh, an airplane drink that's not cold, which sounds <laughs> terrible. And I've never experienced that before. But um, And then that article that you read, what was the adjective that it used to describe it at the beginning of it? It says uh, the most lab-created flavor. Mm. lab created yeah like literally a lab got it got it yeah so that's what i'm saying to me it costs more it tastes weird we don't know where it's from i think (laughs) i'm out on i'm going like two or three or four honestly i was gonna put three also what do you think josh yeah it's filtered through it says here it's filtered through volcanic rock which i feel like anytime you're you're doing that i you're just you're gonna get an earthy taste you know, that may be the flower popping up, but I'm going to go three. I think tier three. I think you look at least if you're carrying that around, someone thinks you at least have a billion dollars. So 
because no one can afford that brings out a tier four yeah yeah if you're carrying around immediately you just went up a whole social class it it was only 17 (laughs) cents more than the Dasani. okay really okay it's all about for the brand well that's the uh the consensus is a tier three so all right tier three um let's move on to life water now the thing i like about life water um that the listeners can't see is that they actually use an artist's painting as their design for the uh, for the bottle, and it actually has a little bit of texture to it. Yeah. Like if you feel it, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like when you have one of those like children's books that have the textured feel. Like they're like, here's yeah. a dinosaur, feel the scales. It's kind of yeah. like that, but not as like robust. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, just looking at the bottles. Life water looks like the coolest. It's they put a lot more work and effort into their design, you can tell. And everyone else kind of goes with like a blue feel. Um, Life water has this more black uh, look they, to it. They it's, do have the squirt top though, they go with the sports squirt top, right? That they say, like, hey, if you're playing flag football, this is great because you run to the sideline, squirt it in your mouth, you're good to go. But if you want to look like a Seattle hipster, Life water, yeah. Does it have electrolytes in it too? Does all water does. really actually have electrolytes in it? And they just tell us that some water does, and so we pay more money. <laughs> it says pH balanced. Oh, good. Electrolytes for taste, it, giving you life. It definitely tastes more bitter. Like it, it kind of like resonates on like the outside of the tongue. You think so? I, I yeah. felt the outside thing. I don't know if I felt bitter, but I felt it hit like kind of my back molars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was kind of more of a more of a tangy like after taste. Have you ever had life water, Nate? I I think that I have. Um I'm looking up a picture over here to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So yeah, so they do make it with the non squirty top. I'm not oh, a fan of squirty yeah. top. Okay, okay. Um I am I I think I'm rethinking my tiers here. So just because something is tier one doesn't necessarily mean that it's what you should always get. Mm. Okay. Because there there could be like a quality you have to consider quality and cost and right. like image, I yeah. think. Um percent So if and I, I have not had I, I don't know that I remember what life water tastes like, but I think if I was ranking them, I would feel like just from the presentation of the bottle that life water is probably the top tier. Mm. But then I wouldn't necessarily get that because I would feel like, okay, that's a little too, I'm not, you know, I'm not worthy of that water is probably how I would. So I'm going tier one, but again, that's, I haven't tasted that in a long time. When you get Uh, back to Seattle, we, uh, we'll, we'll save all these waters for you and you can go back and (laughs) reevaluate But I'm with you. I'm going to put life water in tier one. And here's why, because when I drank that, I didn't get that bitterness that you guys were talking about. It just tasted like what I think water should taste like. Mm. It's like there wasn't, it didn't really seem like a whole lot of a taste to me and it didn't have a weird aftertaste like Dasani and Fiji both had a weird aftertaste. Life water was just like, yeah, that's what I expected this water to taste like. And so that's why I'm going to put in tier one. Yeah. It, it yeah. meets my expectations of water. Anytime I have someone tell me that my pH levels are balanced, that makes me feel like... <laughs> yes. Like, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. It makes just you feel good. Just even bringing up the pH levels, yeah. I, it makes you... It's just... Yeah. It could be... I think what you were saying before could be 100% true. Maybe that's how all bottled water is. Yeah. So, you know, the pH thing, could, there yeah. could be something there. I think so. I think so. And the fact that you say it is just like, test us on it. Check it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you ever yeah. seen those tests where they take like water and they put the little thing in oh, it? Oh, yeah. Like they put a drop Not or something since, in it. And yeah, then, <laughs> I've seen those, yeah. Not since chemistry class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just do it on your body, see what happens. I don't know what happens, but I'll, I'll go tier one only because I do think the pH thing it always interests me. The electrolyte thing makes me feel like um, even if it's uh, just a placebo, I feel like I pretend like I have more energy and um, I like the artistry. The taste, it, I, I'm okay with. I'm just not like blown away with it. Right. Like I said, it kind of hit the back of my mouth. So I'd go tier one. All right. You look cool. Feel good. There it is. Tier one. Um, 
let's drink the next one and let's let's do some speed rounds here. Let's yeah. get through these. We don't want to spend even though too we're much about time. to do the best one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is Kirkland water. Let's give it a try. Josh, why is this your favorite one? Okay, so I love the taste of Kirkland water. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of Costco and some sort of mind trick that they played on me. Uh, I just, when I see it, I go for it. It's always readily available. It's super cheap. It just, it refreshes you, especially when it's cold. Uh, It's just, it makes no beautification. Like it just is like, hey, I am boring and I'm okay with it. I am mass produced and that's okay. You can also twist the top and then pop it off. Yeah. Um, the only thing is if you do that at summer camp, you will get smacked. But <laughs> Kirkland Water knows who it is. It's not trying to be someone else. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the official sponsor of the Highlands Community Church too. Yeah. Like we have like pallets and pallets of Kirkland water just yeah. kind of everywhere. I think when I think of myself like on the verge of dying of heat exhaustion and I see one of those in a place that I'm like, like I, I've seen it as like my savior or something. So maybe you have fond memories. Kirkland saved yeah. your life. Yeah. I'm going to say the bottle sucks. <laughs> That's true. The bottle. Uh, I just spilled water all over the place earlier because like it has no, It'll just give in as soon as you touch it. Um, it it will not like stand its ground in any way. Um, it's flimsy, um, and for that reason, I think it actually tastes similar to the life water, and that maybe plays on the like pH balance. Is just like all waters have pH balance. Yeah. This one says um, minerals are added for taste. I don't know. I don't really yeah. taste a ton of minerals or anything. Um, I'm gonna put in tier two because uh, the bottle. But it's up in tier two still because of like the cost and um, the taste of the water doesn't bother me. So tier two. Tier two. Also, I just want to add a note that there is a little slot on the label that says name where you can put your name. And um, that is that's <laughs> nice. That's efficient. If you're at a party, you know, you can take a permanent marker, put your name in. None of the other ones have that. That's all I'm saying. But I'd say tier two. That's fine. Tier two. What did you say, Nate? I'm going tier two. All the reasons you mentioned that the flimsiness of the bottle is a negative, but mass produced, being able to be just cheap. Yep. I don't know. I think, yeah, I never had a problem. It's never served me wrong. Buy it in a pack of 64. Mm. Good to go. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Smart Water. Yeah. Now, Smart Water is the first brand that I remember being like, there's like fancy waters. Mm-hmm. Like, why would the first time I was like, there's a reason to buy something other than just a Kirkland bottle. Yeah. This was, this is my first memory of that. I'd agree with you. I remember walking into Spanish class and, uh, I was carrying one of their gigantic bottles that they have. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I think I look smarter by carrying this and like, (laughs) but it was so, it was so annoying on my, my desk that I think it just frustrated the teachers and everybody else around me. But, um, you had kids in the back who couldn't see the mm-hmm. teacher because you had your smart water. <laughs> yeah, it's just so big. It uh, let it be noted too. This is uh, Cammy's favorite water. <laughs> she wanted to note that yesterday. She said that it has. Uh, I think she said it was like. Um, she said something about how it helps your gut or something. It doesn't say that in this. Uh, water does tend to do that. This water has a lot more things going on for it, or at least it says it does. Which I think is the the smart aspect of it. It says um, it's vapor distilled water. What is that? Electrolytes for taste and purely balanced pH. Um, As efficient in the bottle too. It says purity you can taste and hydration you can feel. Wow. Well, well. <laughs> are you a smart water fan, Nate? You know, I. I think that I've had this one time. I don't know. I'm I'm going tier one just because I think that it is probably really high quality. I would probably never get it, but I'm <laughs> going tier one. Yeah. It, yeah. I feel like I can't really carry around a smart water because you know some dad is going to mention it and be like, hey, Smart water, mm. huh? Does that make you smarter? <laughs> yeah. Or something like I that. I have heard that before. You, There's going to be someone that has to talk about your water. And uh, 
If you want someone to talk about your water, you don't want them making jokes about it being smart. <laughs> um, yeah. Sure that. And uh, hmm. sorry, Cammy, but I'm actually putting tier three because I just can't deal with tier that. Tier three? Yeah. Uh, whoa. If I'm going to spend that much for water, I'm not going to get this one. I'm going to get life water. Um, life water, I feel like, is a lot better. And this one does have a, a slightly weird aftertaste to me. I don't know if it's the distilled vapor or what, but the tasting notes say that it's tangy and tart. I don't know if I tasted the tartness or the tanginess. I think that is actually a good description. You think of that, so? Like aftertaste that I had, there was a, got a, little a bit tartness to it. Yeah, I, I'd say tier two. I think that it's uh, well-rounded water. I think that the drawback. I now that Jordan said that, I have heard multiple times whenever you go out in public with this that someone will make some sort of remark about. Oh, it doesn't make you smarter or like you think you're so smart or you'll never pass Spanish. <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> so I go tier two. Two. What'd you say, Nate? I'm going tier one and I'm one. wondering why I put it that high. I'm, I'm basically putting them all in tier one, but um, <laughs> Nate, I'm just, Nate just likes water. I learned a long time ago you don't go against Cammy. So if Cammy <laughs> says that it's the best, man, you just we need to trust her. So tier one. Tier one. All right, we got one, two, three. Oh no. Nabbit has to be again. the tiebreaker. What are you gonna say, Nabbit? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Josh. Oh, I'm you're okay. <laughs> Jordan just spilled water on Josh's laptop again. Nabbit's tiebreaker. <laughs> oh boy. Um I would have to say tier three. Wow. Because just the the bitterness, like what Jordan was talking about is, is, is kind of overpowering. It's, it's kind of like the life water in a sense, but like, it's even more bitter than that. So I just can't handle it. So that's what you said, Jordan, right? Yeah. I said it was tart. Okay. Okay. We'll put it in tier three, whatever. Well, I think we can move to tier two because you said two, Josh said, or Nate said one and we said three. Yeah. I'm fine with two or three. Let's do that. Okay. Tier two. Okay. Have we put anything in tier three or four? We haven't. Uh, okay. Fiji's in tier three. Nothing's in tier four. Oh, wow. We but like I water. think that's about to change right now. Really? Okay. Arrowhead. Yeah. That's our next one. Ugh. Arrowhead. Okay. Oh, I just typed in Arrowhead, and I just got a bunch of pictures of Arrowheads. <laughs> so so it, says, Arrowhead water. it says a local favorite. On the, on the label, it's 100% mountain spring water, all right? So th- this is just, like, literally coming from... I imagine they just take these bottles, and then they just go up to, the, to a mountain, and they get the water. Where is it local to? So it's a local I, favorite. I don't think that Arrowhead was... When I was in Ohio, I don't think it was there. So I would imagine it's probably local to the West. Stanford, Connecticut. Oh, no. Nope. It's owned by Nestle Water. Never mind. They lied. How can it be local if it's owned by the large one of the largest companies? <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a farce. <laughs> this is lying to us right off the top. And it doesn't say which local. It's just like your just your local area will love it. Um, that feels dishonest. I always feel like when they say it's from the mountain though. It's just like a lot. It's like mm-hmm. we 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 love the idea of water from a mountain. I don't yeah. know why. Probably or a glacier. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, is just an ice good, mountain. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. In terms of taste, it's kind of empty and void. Yeah, it's mm. it's just like empty really, and void. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, empty. It, mm, you could preach that. It's kind of like empty drinking. and void, just like your heart before Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> Arrowhead water. It's kind of like drinking fluff. It's just kind of yeah. like mm. yeah, it's just, I, yeah. It's not very satisfying. But what does the website you know, say? I don't know if they had Arrowhead on there because okay. it's so local. It didn't even make it on it. It's so local to <laughs> Renton. It's just local. <laughs> Literally, we got it from the mountain. I'm going to go tier four because I also, also you look at it and you're like, man, where did you get this water? It, it <laughs> is not good looking. It's like, it's like so, like the font, yeah. horrible. Who chose that? Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't like that. I don't know. I'm with you. Tier four. I'm with you too, tier yes. four. And I agree completely with it. Looks like something that like my grandfather would have just had, like sitting in the <laughs> yeah. back of his fridge, like in in yeah. the middle of his farm, like yeah. that's been there for years. Yep, I could see that. You know. Yep. Listen up, Arrowhead. Modernize. Yeah. You gotta you gotta rework your branding. <laughs> All right. Last one, Voss. This this comes in a glass bottle for right. our listeners. Which makes me feel bougie, mm. but 
mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. same time it's really inconvenient this mm-hmm. thing's humongous yeah. it's glass if i drop this yeah it's shattering everywhere you're not fitting it in a cup holder like if mm-hmm. you you put this thing in your car you're gonna have to put it on the roof like you need a like a <laughs> like a rack it's like it's like not easy but it, i yeah. like the glass like glass makes me feel like man you care about right. me you didn't you know, you didn't go, you know, real low on plastic. You, you got glass. Thank you. Yeah, you went all out. It, it's also about a dollar more than oh, any right. of the other water. It's expensive. And it doesn't try to tell you that it's local. It's not like, Hey, we just picked this up at the river down the road. No, it says it's from Norway. Um, yeah. And if, if it's helpful, it actually says that it's from a well, an uh, artisan well. Wow. Artesian well in Norway. Whatever that means. I, wow. I don't know, but it sounds fancy to me. Anything from Norway kind of sounds fancy to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so true, actually. Yeah, guys, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go tier three. Really? Uh, yeah, because I just can't imagine how this thing is going to get off the ground long term. <laughs> it's like maybe, maybe I'm just like way too narrow minded or like. I don't know, but it's so hard for me to imagine they're going to make money shipping water all the way around the world from Norway in glass bottles. I just, <laughs> I do not think there's a demand for that. So I'm going tier three. I don't doubt that it's probably awesome, but yeah. I've never bought it. I've maybe seen it, um, but I, w- I just can't imagine myself buying that. So. There's probably some someone out there with so much money they don't know how to spend it. They yeah. just said, "Give me a 16 pack of Voss," yeah. and that's what I'm drinking <laughs> just because it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also don't know if I'm sold on the name. Like Voss, I, that probably means something in Norwegian. Probably, yeah, Norwegian. But, of some um, I, I just that it just does not sit well with me. I don't know why. Don't know. Something um, else notable is like Voss has an expiration date. Oh really? Oh yeah. no, that's like, that is worrisome. It, it expires two years after it was produced, and I haven't seen an expiration date on any water. Yeah, ever. is that just how it's bottled? <laughs> Maybe. Does that make it different? The tasting notes say that it has a lot of character. It's expressive. It's gravelly, but we like it. It's the Jack Palance of water. I do not know who that is. Hopefully, not a bad person. There's a roughness around the edges. It seems like there's a ton of minerals in there update um all waters have expiration dates on them i just didn't ever realize that either oh wow that's crazy to me that water would it why would they put that on there we'll do another episode on the difference between the taste of expired water (laughs) and not expired water i I would actually be really interested in that i would listen to that episode yeah all right. Yep. Final thoughts. Final Voss. thoughts. I'm going to go tier three because I like the glass. Everything else I don't really care for, honestly. Okay. Nate? Tier three. like the glass. I garied. Looks cool. Could never get it. Cool. I'm going to say tier two because I like feeling fancy. I have high tastes, um, but yeah. it's too expensive. <laughs> so I'm going to say tier two. And let's, uh, Nabit, what do you think? Yeah, I would completely never buy it. And I, I feel bad for the people that were sucked into the marketing scheme that is Voss <laughs> and, and paid an extra dollar for their water. But yeah, so I, uh, t- tier three. All right, awesome. three it is. All right, so let me, let me repeat the tiers and then we'll wrap this up real fast. So tier yeah. one uh, was Life Water. So we said Life Water was the only one that deserves in tier one. Uh-huh. Tier two is Dasani, Kirkland, and Smart Water. Tier three is Fiji and Voss. And tier four is Arrowhead. So the most nice. interesting thing I think we found was the two most expensive and probably the most bougie. We said tier three. So wow, don't buy can, Voss. Yeah, don't. <laughs> you, you can go out and you can get a good life water. You'll feel good about yourself. And yeah, you know. So enjoy. one question I have before we wrap this up is: uh, Have y'all had the boxed water, the bottle, the water that's in the box? Mm. I've seen it before. Yeah. I I've think I've had it, it once. I've never had it. I think I've I have had, had it. it once. And you could taste the cardboard. Yeah. Really? Okay. I've never had it before, but I always felt like it's a super hipster thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered. Cool. Or you like, you know, those milk boxes that you get at um, lunch in like elementary school <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you have to like rip it off and it never rips off perfectly. And there's like the like uh, paper on the edges. It's kind of like. It's all soggy. Yeah. Ugh. 
um, it had that going on too. Um, maybe there's better ones out there and I just had a bad one, but that was my experience. Yeah. Cool. Well, awesome. Thank you, Nate. Thanks for your input on water. Hopefully many students go out and purchase one of your waters and, um, (laughs) and maybe they try some life water for the very first time. Yeah. When Nate gets back to Washington, go buy him a life water. Yeah. Yeah, just walk up. Here's the life. If he wants to buy it for himself, he's just going to buy a Dasani if he's doing it by himself. Get him some good stuff. Get yeah, him the life for yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, now we kind of shift into our time where we get a chance to be able to talk to our guests just a little bit about um, something that's kind of on their heart going on in their life. Uh, we'd love to be able to share a little bit what God's doing um, throughout your life. And so um, one of the things that, uh, Nate, we, we've been talking about with you prior to the podcast and as we've been looking at this podcast is um, how you've been able to do ministry um, in many different states that uh, over the last few years, you have the opportunity of kind of moving around and transitioning to different areas. And with that comes just kind of um, different thoughts, different cultures, um and all that kind of stuff. Uh, can you tell us what that's been like for you to do ministry in different States and maybe what, um, different areas of the United States, how do they respond to the gospel or how do they respond to, um, God's word and interact with it? Yeah. Um, so I do feel like in many ways, um, people are people everywhere you go. Um, and so to some extent, I think sometimes we can overplay the like, you know, oh, they're from this part of the country. And so that means X, Y, and Z. Mm. Um, And yet at the same time, I think there are just obviously cultural distinctives in certain areas. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I think that that's been, um, it's been a really cool thing to get to observe and um, hopefully learn from and hopefully, um, try to apply the gospel to in a, in a really helpful and clear way. So I'll just walk through some brief things in Tennessee. Um, I think it's probably easier to just have kids invite their friends to church or student ministry events. Um, because there is just more of a respect for the church or for the Bible even. Um, and so, uh, even if that's not true, I think that's probably less and less true for teenagers. Um, but I still think it's true for teenagers' parents more so um, in the South. And so I think that's a big difference there. Um, in Seattle, um, I don't know that people feel like if something's missing in their life, the first place to turn is the local church. Um, and so that, I think that is just a difference in Tennessee. If you're like seeking spiritual guidance, you just kind of think, okay, that means I need to go to a church and talk to a pastor. Um, that's not as true in Washington. Um, one of the things about Washington though, that I like is, um, people are, I think a little more open to discussing, their faith. Um, in the South, I think there's a little bit more pressure maybe to have the right answers or to feel like, um, to the pastor or to the youth pastor, we need to like put on a face and pretend. Um, and at least in my experience, that wasn't as much, uh, how people respond, um, in the Northwest. So, um, that's one subtle difference. Um, In St. Louis, it's a totally different culture than both of those because it's a very post-Catholic and post-Lutheran town. Um, And so most people who think about, um, when they think about spirituality, they think in terms of more high church. And um, and so that just has uh, some unique... um, unique opportunities, I think, to share the gospel because there, there is a little bit of a framework for the Christian faith, yet there's also some confusion about what it means to actually follow Jesus. And so those are the three main places I've been, and um, those are some, I think, differences. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. Um, 
And as you've made just the transitions from going to those different places with different cultures and just even just different churches and getting to know them, um, those are pretty big changes to not only move a state, but to move a job and um, different friends around and stuff. And uh, that's a lot of changes going on. So what are some things that you've learned um, about transitions? What are some things that God's been teaching you um, or that become um, clear to you as you've made those transitions? That's a good question. Um, so when I graduated college um, eight years ago now, which is weird to think about, um, uh, I've just moved a lot since then. And that's not something that I actually, I'm actually not great at transitioning to new places and embracing change. I'm introverted. Um, I can be shy when I first meet people. Um you know, neither one of those things is really good for like building a new community in a new part of the country, you know? So, um, nothing wrong with being an introvert, but sometimes it's easier to be an extrovert in that situation. Oh yeah. I would certainly defend introverts, but it does sometimes make it more complicated to transition. So, um, so the last eight years I've had a lot of transitions and, um, and yet I'm not naturally the kind of person who does that well. Um, but I think that, that the Lord has been really gracious to me in all of those moves and not just moves, but also I've had a lot of transitions, even just in terms of life stage. So in the last two years, um, I've gone from being single and living alone to being married to Courtney, which has been a huge, huge step up for me. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, and then I've also gone from being married um, with no kids to being married with a sweet little girl named Esther. And so nice. the transition from being married to being married with kids has also been just a, a great blessing. And that is still brand new. So right. she is seven weeks old. Wow. And um, so, so, yeah, there's been a lot of transitions. Um, and so your question was... Um, what are some of the things the Lord has taught me? Um, I actually, I spent some time thinking about this um, because uh, about a year ago, I guess, because I was just reflecting on my life and how many transitions I've gone through and a text of scripture. Whenever I try to think through an issue like this, I'm like, where in the storyline of scripture has God have God's people had to, experience what I'm experiencing and how can I learn from the story of God's people? Um, Ultimately the story of scripture points to Jesus and is fulfilled in him. And uh, the story also serves as an example for us. um, First Corinthians 10 says, so anyway, as I thought through that, the text of scripture that I um, thought about in relation to transition is Joshua chapter one, um, And the very first little line in Joshua chapter one is after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant. Um, And I just, I paused and thought about that and realized, okay, this is a moment in the life of God's people where there would have been so much uncertainty, so much confusion, so much even disappointment or fear or, um, anxiety, um, grief, you know, and those are very normal emotions that come anytime you go through some kind of change or transition. Um, anytime you're going from something old to something new, um, it's like the semi-sonic song. Um, (laughs) what is the line? Um, every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. Um, and that, brings up all kinds of emotions. So transition's hard, transition brings emotion, and God's people would have been experiencing that because Moses is like the national hero, and now he's dead. And so after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, and here's what he said. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I'm giving to Israelites. And what's so and I'll, I, I don't want to preach a sermon here, but what's so, what I love about that verse is God, first of all, acknowledges the change. He says, Moses, my servant is dead. 
Um, and I think that's a huge, huge thing that I've learned about transitions is you have to acknowledge that we're transitioning. Um, and that's one of the reasons that something like a graduation ceremony, which I know it's a super huge bummer for lots of the class of 2020, whether high school, college, graduate school, whoever, it's a real bummer that they haven't been able to have those ceremonies because there's something about a ceremony like that, that helps mark in your mind. Okay, wait, this chapter is over. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why a funeral I think is a really powerful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's a chance to, to set aside, to remember and reflect on death. And so God does that. He says, Moses, my servant is dead. So you have to acknowledge that we're going through a transition. The old is gone. Um, and then, though, he says, now, here's what you're going to do. You and all the people, prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I'm giving the Israelites. What I love about that is that's the same plan that they had when Moses was alive. So God's purpose for his people didn't change just because Moses was gone. Um, instead, he was going to still do exactly what he had intended to do for his people, it was just going to be different now. Moses wasn't going to be there, but God's purposes were still the same. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, really important for us to know as well, because sometimes we can, and I don't, again, I don't want to get preachy, but sometimes <laughs> we can latch our faith or latch our calling to the circumstances in our life or to Moses. So, and Moses we're going to use as a metaphor here for just a minute. It can be a person, it can be a place, it can be a job, it can be an experience. Um, but we, we think that God's purpose for me and God's calling on my life was based around that thing. And so we, we hitch ourselves to that thing. And then now that that thing is gone, it's like, we feel purposeless. We don't know what we're supposed to do. And, God's purpose for us is ultimately still the same. Um, and this can, there's way more nuance than we don't have time to talk about right now, but, um, but ultimately what God wants from us is for us to enjoy him and for us to obey him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can do those in every season of life. Um, in the great commission, Matthew 28, um, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. This is Jesus talking. And then in the end, this is the verse, this is the part of the verse we don't focus on, but he says, and I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Um, and that means when Moses dies, Jesus is still with us. His spirit is still empowering us to do the work. And so we, we, we have direction. The direction is let's go and make disciples. Let's enjoy the Lord. Let's imitate him. Let's worship him. Let's um, help others do that. Um, And that's true no matter where you are. So those first two verses in Joshua chapter one, I think are just have been really helpful for me as I reflect on all the different seasons that I've been in. Um, And, and that's true whether the transition is hard, which a lot of transitions, at least in my life have been hard. Um, And it's also true when the transition is really good. Um, So getting married, that was a great transition. Having a daughter was a great transition. Um, I'm hopeful that moving back to Highlands will be a great transition. Um, There are times where you couldn't wait to graduate. And so you're really glad that you're done with high school or college. Or um, There are times where the transition is very wanted. And yet those two principles are still true. Um, just because you're entering this transition, um, it doesn't change what your purpose or what your calling is. Sometimes when we enter a new season that we're really excited about, it can actually serve as a distraction to get us off of what God wants us to do. Um, and yet God's purpose for us is still the same, regardless of the circumstance or the situation that we find ourselves in. So I, I, I got a little preachy there. I'm sorry about that. But, um, <laughs> But the, those are a couple of principles that I think have been really helpful to me. Yeah, I think those are super, super helpful. And I think it'll be helpful for all of our students because a lot of ways, middle school, high school, college can feel like just one transition after another. Mm-hmm. 
and it can feel almost chaotic sometimes when you're going through so many transitions, um, especially transitions that you don't want, but even ones like you were saying that you, that you do want, it can feel like so many things are changing. I think it's really important to realize that God is the constant throughout it and the mission that he's called us to doesn't change no matter what. And so there's always something that we can land on and fall back on and realize that not everything around us is out of control, um, but we can rely on God through that. That's huge. And what, what God goes on to tell Joshua, and if you're listening to this, you should just go read Joshua chapter one and think about it through the lens of how does this, what might this say about transitions? Um, But he goes on to tell Joshua, look, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to use you for the sake of God's people. Um, And I think that in Christ, we have the exact same promise that no matter where we go, God is with us and he'll use us to accomplish his purpose. If we're submitted to him, if we're seeking to listen to the Holy Spirit and obey him, um, he's with us and he'll use us. So that's so good. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for uh, sharing that with us, Nate. I think that'll be really helpful for a lot of students who are feeling like they're going through that kind of thing. Yeah. And with that, um, we'll kind of close out for the day. Yeah. Um, Thank you again for being with us and and sharing your uh, wisdom with us and uh, messing around and talking about water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we. Uh, hey, I enjoyed that, and um, it is always very life giving for me to just overanalyze the simplest <laughs> thing. Amen. So I love Same. that. So thank Same you for here. allowing me to do that. With yeah, you. absolutely. For well, sure. Students, go ahead and check out. Uh, uh, our YouTube page. We have uh, sermons coming up this week as we continue in our study of Proverbs. Uh, we'd love for you to be able to be plugged in on that. And also uh, check out our Instagram for different things that we have coming up. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Amazing. Uh, before we go, Nate, we have a question for you. Okay. And you have 10 seconds to answer this question. Just 10 seconds. And okay. the question is, Describe what it was like seeing your daughter for the first time. Race, go. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was um, amazing. And it was so cute. That's it. <laughs> that was good. Good job. Thank you, Nate. Yes, thank you so much. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Nate, we'll see you around here pretty soon. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs>